I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. First new episode in a couple of weeks. I needed a break and had a great time being unplugged on vacation. I believe that we all need to unplug more often so that we can hear from God better. Unplugging helps us to know Him and know His will better. So I just encourage you, take some time each week to unplug. We're in the series on God's will, so let's take a second just to look back on what we've said so far. In episode 18, we introduced the topic of knowing God's will. Here's some takeaways. Prioritize the relationship. Stay in the Bible consistently. Do what you already know to be God's will. And then finally, trust the goodness of God. Then in episode 19, we looked at God's will for your job. Remember that God cares about all aspects of your life. The job you have is your current mission field. So what are you doing with that opportunity? In this episode, we'll look at God's will in marriage. The next, In the following episode, we'll look at dating and God's will. To prepare for these messages, these episodes, I've leaned heavily on Ben Stewart's book, Single, Dating, Engaged, Married, um, Navigating the Life, Navigating Life and Love in the Modern Age. I believe every follower of Jesus should read this book. So two things I think we need to clarify. First, the church has messed up marriage. The church has elevated marriage over singleness, unfortunately. Marriage is not the pinnacle of the Christian life. Marriage is not the highest calling. Because one is married does not mean one has arrived. In a minute, we'll circle back to this and talk about it a little bit more. Second, our society has messed up marriage. Marriage was established by God. Marriage was in place before religion. Marriage was in place before government. Marriage is a spiritual covenant before it is a legal document or status of the state. The government does not decide what constitutes a marriage. Throughout the Bible, we see that marriage is between a male and a female. The Bible says that marriage is a union broken by death. Go look at Romans 7.2 and 1 Corinthians 7.39. There has to be some standard. I believe that the Bible is that standard. And we need to reclaim the Bible as the authority. So let's dig just a little deeper into what the Bible says about God's will in getting married. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul provides some insight to marriage. The church at Corinth had sent Paul a letter. And here Paul is responding to a concern that he read in their letter. He is responding to help them understand the theology of life and marriage And he's responding as their pastor to try to help them apply the principles of marriage and singleness in their prospective lives. Some things that we learn from this passage. Marriage and sex are not about self-fulfillment. Both are really about sacrificing and meeting the needs of someone else. Sex is part of the marriage relationship. God designed both sex and marriage. They go together. Sex, according to God's plan, happens in the context of marriage. Staying together is part of God's will for marriage. I know it's complicated. I'd love to talk more about that point. 
But here's some things that, that I see that argue for the permanency of marriage. God understands the emotional and all the relational aspects of being married. Divorce messes those things up. Divorce complicates things and leads to a lot of emotional scars. Being married brings certain responsibilities. A single person has more freedom and less responsibilities than married people have. Married people have more things, maybe different things to worry about. Followers of Jesus have always struggled with God's will and getting married. What was the struggle in the church at Corinth? Something was going on there. Some say there was a famine that made it tough to provide for a family, but scholars really aren't sure. What we do know is that something was going on for them to think that marriage was not good. And it seems that Paul agrees with them in their current situation. The reason that we struggle with getting married is our consumer mindset. We think it's all about us. It's all about our pleasure. What can I get out of it? We're also afraid of that if we get married, it will limit our options and tie us down. One of the things I see in this passage is the call to be content. See verse 26. Paul says, I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Today, the, unper- the unmarried person wants to be married so bad. Unfortunately, the married person sometimes maybe wishes he or she wasn't even married. Or that they married the or they wish they weren't married to the person that they're married to. So the first thing in thinking about getting married in God's will is the same thing in all things. Put Jesus in the right place. Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day, for the day is its own trouble. When it comes to God's will, prioritize the relationship with him and focus on the right now. Spend time every day with Jesus through the Bible, through reading the Bible, prayer, and meditation, and other other disciplines. And don't get so focused on the long-term plan and the future and what you don't have that you might miss what's going on right now. So many times we waste the right here. We waste the right now because we want to know the future. So I encourage you again, do God's will for today. Second, we have to change our perspective on marriage. Marriage is not the perfect way to the Christian life, neither is singleness. Paul says that both are good ways to live. Both can advance the kingdom of God. Both come with a unique set of opportunities and obstacles. Some obstacles of singleness. Loneliness. We were designed to be in relationships and we all want someone to go home to. Another thing. Sometimes we feel second class because of the church's because the church has elevated the wedding the marriage relationship. Sometimes the single person can feel like a second class citizen. The final obstacle that singles have to struggle with is purity. Singles have to fight for their purity. One thing we don't realize is that there's sexual frustration even after you're married. Pornography messes up marriages all the time. Affairs happen because of a lack of purity. But in the marriage relationship, there are some things, there are some healthy and wholesome ways to 
relieve our sexual frustration. The single has to live with and fight hard to stay pure. Now let's focus on some of the opportunities of singleness. Singleness provides a great opportunity to live completely devoted to God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. Singleness frees you from some anxieties and some stress that come with being married. Singleness is a great time to go and make disciples. It's easy to live on mission around the world when you are single. Singles can pick up and move easier. They're more mobile. A single person is freer to invest in the kingdom of God. Finally, and I hope all of, you, all of us hear this, we have to realize that our identity is not found in our relationship status. Our identity is found in Jesus Christ. So use your singleness or your marriedness to become the person God wants you to be. In conclusion, as you consider God's will for marriage, for getting married and relationships, prioritize your relationship with Jesus above all things. Focus on growing your relationship with Jesus each day. Make the most of every opportunity today for the kingdom and focus on who you are becoming. In the next episode, we'll look at how to figure out who God wants you to marry and who he wants you to date. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.